I feel like the universe is trying to tell me something. A little while back, I told you all I started an opportunity that felt like the right path and a place I could grow. Flash forward two months later, flash forward two months later, and I'm not so sure. This new opportunity has not paid me yet. However, I've been reassured that the money is coming and I keep believing it is because the company is an established one that I know can't afford to be seen in a negative light to the public. And not just for monetary reasons, but also because of the business that they are and they've been around for a very long time. I also don't want to drag them because overall, I believe their mission has given people hope and positive news their audience deserves. But I also feel like my professional relationship with one of their employees is being exploited. I've done everything. I've signed their terms and conditions. I have waited patiently. I've been, you know, saying, okay, I've continued the work. I've gotten through all of their red tape and still there's nothing to show for it. So now, seeing that I've been more than generous with my side of the bargain, I'm putting my foot down. I'm also saying that I need to charge a late fee on delinquent invoices. And I'm also saying that I need to reconsider the fact that it just may not be a good fit. So that leads me to today's affirmation, which is the things I need to grow cannot be negotiated. Think about that. A tree doesn't negotiate on whether it needs water, soil, and sunlight to grow. And if I sound a little angry, maybe I am. But I think I'm mostly disappointed. And that's just the reality of being a freelancer, I guess. (laughs) So with all of that said, I wanted to dive in a little bit more and just talk about things that you can maybe do to make sure that you're treating yourself well in these situations and not just taking them as they are, devaluing yourself because you're trying to figure out your career as a working mom or your career as a stay-at-home working mom. I don't think that we should have to compromise on that or feel guilty about that or feel like we have to overcompensate because we are taking care of our kids at the same time. The things I need to grow cannot be negotiated. Being a freelancer or a contractor is hard because if you don't make your terms and conditions clear, then it's easy for other businesses to take advantage of you. I don't have all the answers and admittedly, I'm learning how to run my business as I go. But one of the things I know I need to do from time to time is pause for growth. And what I mean by that is just taking a moment to take it all in and really consider you know, what it is that you're doing, what are your goals, 
where are you at now? Where do you want to be? And those sorts of things. So the three major things that I've been able to do when I pause and I is I look at the big picture and the big picture includes everything from what you want in your career, from how it makes you feel to the people that you work with. And of course, how much money you make, because that's important. It's not everything, but it's important. And also, what is your ultimate goal? For me personally, I am doing copywriting because I do like it. But at the end of the day, I am a creative person and I want to do copywriting so that I can supplement my time in a way and be able to commit more to the things that I do like. And I don't feel like I'm asking for much or that I am trying to milk a bunch of money from my clients. And I don't think they feel that way either. I always pride myself on doing a good job and delivering on time and what it is that they're asking for. But ultimately, copywriting is not my forever career. Creativity is, and creativity in writing, whether that is writing a book or writing a script, which was the thing that I started doing when I went to college. I don't plan on being a copywriter forever. However, I did find that out of all of the jobs that I've had, it's the one I felt like fit mostly what I like and what I want, still allowed me to exercise that muscle and also allowed me to bring in an income. The big picture for me is to move on to something bigger and something more creative. But for now, this is a small part of the picture. The next thing I do is I look at where I am now. So I meet myself where I'm at now. And I say, okay, am I still on track? Am I still doing all the actions that I have in my plan? Or did my big picture change? Because that happens too. Things change. And that's okay. You adapt, you adjust. But did my big picture change? And if it did, then where do my goals have to change? And is where I'm at right now different than what I had pictured before? And how do I feel? You know, Is everything that's happening worth my time and effort? Is this what I imagine the stage of my career would look like? How so or why not? And I think it's important to have that sort of like deep dive inside because it's easy, it's easy, easy, easy to fall into the same habits and the same feelings you had when you had a nine to five, Monday through Friday sort of schedule and job. There's nothing wrong with those sorts of jobs, but I assume that if you became a freelancer or contractor, it's because you wanted something that was different than that. Asking these questions is going to help you sort out what it is that you are trying to achieve and also where you're at and is where you're at still on track or did you veer off? And the last thing I do when I'm pausing for growth is I review the steps I've taken to get to where I'm at. So what that means basically is, you know, keeping an inventory of the things that worked for me and the things that were a disaster 
and the things that I would like to try. And that can be best practices, that can be different softwares, that can be different schedules, all of that. So you just review it. Ask yourself what worked for you, what didn't. You know, for some people, I know that when they're doing their podcasting, they record late at night because it's quieter. Or maybe they have children and their children are asleep, like me right now. My daughter's asleep, it's late at night, and this is what I'm recording, right? And this is what works. And this is what I'm going to keep doing as long as it works. So you just keep an inventory and... Again, that inventory can change. And that's a great thing about running your own businesses. It's so fluid. Things can change and there's nothing wrong with that. You want things to change. When you're growing, you want things to change. That's why you keep an inventory because you want to remember those things that worked, avoid those things that didn't. And again, go to that list of things to try if it feels like it's appropriate. Pausing for growth is a way of sorting out what you need to nurture your process. And pausing also allows you the recuperation you need if you hit a few snags and you just need like a soft reset. I know for me, doing all of this is hard, but it's also worth it to me. And when I think about everything that I've done from the time that I started in 2020 up until now, I'm like, oh man, I've done a lot and it feels good. And I think that it's easy to let that imposter syndrome come in or to feel like you're not doing enough or to think I've got to do something every day or I've got to hustle or I've got to keep up or whatever it is. But I think the important thing is to stay true to yourself so that you don't burn out. I don't think you should let algorithms decide what that should look like for you. I don't think that you should let SEO decide what that looks like for you. I don't think that you should feel forced into using certain softwares because everybody else is. I just think that, again, you stay true to yourself and you figure out what works for you. And whether that is hiring somebody to take on parts that you don't want to be bothered with or deciding altogether you're not doing that, then that's totally fine. But pausing for that growth allows you to really sit and say, okay, this is good for me. This is not good for me. I tried this and this worked great. I tried this and this was a total disaster. I tried this and it was showing me a great return on my investment. I tried this and it was a huge waste of money. I think that pausing for growth is something that we all should do. I think it's something that we all need, first and foremost. And, you know, again, a tree does not negotiate what it needs to be nurtured and to grow. And I do think that they also take a pause because obviously winter comes around and things move a little bit slower. And the other thing is that if I could tell myself something before I started freelancing, it would be to have 
terms and conditions stated clearly from the beginning, despite your relationship with your client and how excited you are to work with them. I think that having that energy and being excited is great. I think having a great connection with your client makes it easier to communicate and you know makes you feel like you're on the same page and also makes you feel like whatever they're doing is also yours as well. But just keep in mind that they don't hold all the power. It's a partnership that you shouldn't feel uncomfortable asking for what it is that you deserve that you shouldn't feel uncomfortable putting your foot down when your side of things are not being met. And that there's a way to do it professionally so that you don't burn a bridge. And if a bridge does burn, not on your behalf, but on theirs, understand that maybe that's just a bad fit. So stand firm on what it is that you need and want. And... Practice how you would handle financial negotiations so that way you don't end up undervaluing yourself and working harder for less or feeling like you maybe are getting what you asked for, but then always being on call. You know, Make it very clear what you've been hired for and what you will do and stick with that. And then if you do go above and beyond on some things, let them know. I'm going above and beyond on this. I'm including this because I want to give you guys a little extra. It's always nice to reward your client if you can, but just don't do it at your expense where it now becomes something that they expect and they're not paying for it. I hope that this particular episode is one that will help you when you start your freelancing journey or if you're already in it, help you see your value and your worth and help you feel supported in your journey. Because I think that it's easy to fall into a slump. It's easy to feel discouraged, especially because sometimes you're doing it all by yourself and you're alone. But, you know, again, understand your value, understand your worth, and don't settle for less than what it is that you deserve. Easier said than done, I know. And learn from your mistakes. <laughs> anyway, be sure to catch the next episode two weeks from now. And if you haven't already, make sure you are communicating with me, following me on all of the social medias, which actually I think I'm going to probably pull back on a few of them. But I will let you all know once I know, because I definitely want to make some changes. But I appreciate your support up until this point. And if you haven't heard some of the previous episodes, go ahead and listen to that as well. And let me know what's your favorite so far or what you want to know more about. I'm always going to try to keep it honest with you and hopefully not bring down your mood or make you feel bad, but just give you that encouragement that you need. And if there's nothing else that you took from this episode or any of my other episodes, at least know that I support you no matter what that I see you, my mama friends out there, and that I know everything that you do is because you love your family and you want to do the best you can for them. Anyway, have a wonderful day and catch you soon.